You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hey guys, welcome back to Girls Next Level. We are very excited this week because we are reviewing Girls Next Door Season 1, Episode 7. It's called Just Shoot Me, and it's all about our first Playboy pictorial, which Bridget and I had wanted to do for so long. So there's a lot of excitement, a lot of drama, and a lot of emotions in this episode. So let's get into it. Welcome back to Girls Next Level, everybody. Bridget, how are you feeling? How are you feeling after watching this episode? Uh, Oh, God. This, (laughs) I know I say it so much, you guys, but this episode was a roller coaster. I couldn't even get through the whole thing in one watch. I had to stop it at one point. Yeah, a lot of emotions. And sometimes every once in a while, somebody will comment on my page. I wish you guys talked about an episode a week and then the interviews were bonus episodes. But I honestly don't think that would be good for our mental health to like rip through them that fast because it brings up a lot of stuff. I feel like the interview episodes, it's not like we just pluck somebody out of thin air and they don't have anything to do with the episode mm-hmm. we're talking about. They directly relate to the episode we're talking about and they feel like they bring new perspective yeah. and insight and um, closure and more history, just like so much more information to make each of the episodes even richer than they already are. And so I feel like those interviews are very valuable. Not only do they give us a slight mental break yeah. from the episodes, <laughs> but they add so much to each episode as well but for this episode like I was just uh I remember being so excited about having this opportunity Mm -hmm. but also really um nervous about it and like tentative in a way that I felt that this could be first of all I felt like this is my only chance like obviously you got to put yourself back in my shoes at this point in time I did not know that we would ever get another pictorial like as far as I know in my eyes this is my one and only chance to do this and I want to love every single minute of it and I want it to be amazing and I want Hef to think why didn't I do this a long time ago (laughs) these girls are our playmate of the year material (laughs) like I wanted all of that um and there was just it was such a big deal for me and it's intimidating to shoot with it would be intimidating to shoot for playboy just on your own but it's extra intimidating to shoot with two other people and you feel like you're being judged the whole time against everybody else and and you're being recorded for a tv show while you're naked on yeah, yeah. <laughs> on top of everything yeah so there was just a lot and I'm sure if you've watched this episode recently you will remember that there's um it goes from being really fun and really exciting to like really sad and a lot of drama and so this episode was just like a lot of feelings for me a lot yeah yeah this is a important episode for us because we'd wanted to be in the magazine so long and for me this was kind of what I envisioned as the possible or best case scenario for even doing a reality show like I remember when the show was we were first told about the show I thought well maybe if it's successful enough we could be in the magazine so it really felt satisfying to kind of get that payoff and it's funny you say I thought this was my only chance because 
It's not like I took anything for granted or even knew for sure that the pictorial would get published, but I think in the back of my mind, I kind of had this feeling like, okay, once the seal is broken and once he puts us in the magazine once and that that barrier's been broken and he sees that we're not going to run away and leave him the next second, he's going to let us do more things. I was hoping that was the case. (laughs) Like, I was hoping that we would get individual pictures, like, you know, different. I I wanted us to have, like, our individual centerfolds and stuff like that, which we'll get into later in the episode. But, like, I was, so I was hoping that there would be more pictorials, but I just, in my mind, I was like, pretend and and just think of this as this is your one and only, because this is the only one that you're not even guaranteed, like, they start the episode out it's not even a guarantee for us they're like we're gonna like shoot you guys and we'll see kind of thing how it turns out there was never even a promise so we're shooting all this content and maybe we're gonna get in the magazine yeah so when we first heard that we were gonna be in the magazine you guys saw that at the end of episode two and after that I immediately wanted to take initiative and just try to make it as good as possible because like Bridget said there were no guarantees we didn't know for sure if it was gonna get published and Playboy had two photographers under contract at that time Arnie Freitag and Steve Weta and they're both amazing and then they had other photographers they would hire on days they just needed another photographer for like Playmate tests or Cyber Girl or other other types of pictorials and I said to Bridget we need to ask for either Arnie or Steve because I don't want like a less skilled photographer doing our pictorial and have it not be as great as it could possibly be yeah so we gathered in your room and we were going over all our favorite playmate pictorials and trying to decide who we wanted to shoot and I remember I asked Audra what her opinion was because she had shot with both of them I think Arnie did her centerfold and Steve did all the other photos And she kind of told us um, their skill set, like obviously they're both amazing, but Steve works better with like experienced models who are like constantly moving and posing. And Arnie is better with like inexperienced models who need to be posed. And not only were a lot of our favorite Playmate pictorials shot by Arnie, the three of us are kind of inexperienced as models. And then, you know, fitting three women into one photo and making it look good is a lot harder than just one. So I'm like, we need to work with Arnie because we need to be posed like Barbie dolls pretty much. Yeah, because we wanted to make sure nothing went wrong. Like everything looked good and, and turned out. And I had already shot my last test with Steve Wada. So I was excited to try and do a shoot with Arnie. Yeah. And the next step after I told Mary about that and... And it we asked approved. Kendra too, like what her, sorry yeah. to interrupt. Oh, no, 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 no. But we asked Kendra also, like you asked her what her favorite ones were and if she wanted to weigh in on it as well. Mm-hmm. So I told Mary, we got to shoot with Arnie. And then the next thing was we had a meeting with Arnie and one of the editors, Stephanie Morris, in the dining room. And they asked us, you know, kind of what we wanted to do. We knew we were shooting at the mansion and at the bunny house across the street. And they kind of asked us, you know, what are your hobbies? And I said, well, I like to draw. So Stephanie came up with the scenario where I would be sketching you and we would both be conveniently naked while doing this. But originally the idea was they were going to shoot a ton of content of the three of us. They were going to shoot some individual photos of each of us, but also there were going to be these duo shots like you and I were going to shoot together and then me and Kendra were going to shoot together and then you and Kendra would shoot together. Right. But the only one that got scheduled initially was the one of me and you 
because Kendra didn't want to get up early to have her makeup done. Like you even saved the schedules. Yeah. It has like, what time were we supposed to be in hair and makeup? So it depended on the day, but we were either in hair and makeup by eight or by nine. And Kendra was never in hair and makeup till noon. She's scheduled for noon every single day of the shoot. But yeah. also you and I were so excited. We didn't care. And, you know, we were up and ready and we were giving ideas. So that was why initially the only duo shot was yours and mine. Kendra just didn't like ever weigh in with an idea and wasn't willing to be up early. Yeah, and I always assumed that we would add that in, whatever it was. Like, we would eventually do it. Yeah. But... But yeah, and so what that means too, like if you're asking yourself, well, how do you get three people, two are ready early and one's not ready Mm -hmm. till later. So what happens is you spend all this time in hair and makeup and then while you're doing that, the photographer and the lighting people are setting up all their stuff, but then they need you to step in, not everybody necessarily, but they need some of you to step in so they can actually position the lights and take the, some test shots and set everything up so they need somebody who's done and ready to sit in and do that kind of stuff so that would be Holly and I while Kendra slept in and then went and did hair and makeup well we did all that and then we'd always break for lunch and then you'd actually start the pictorial yeah shoot. the first scene is in the backyard of the episode the first scene of the episode I should say is in the backyard landscapers are going by mowing the lawn and it's so funny because I don't know why it's just so funny to see a shot of the lawn being mowed because I just, I just don't think about the lawn being mowed ever it just <laughs> well here was my question when I watched that I was like well, there is so much lawn at the Playboy Mansion because that's just the backyard which is massive there's the front yard too why do they use a push lawnmower why didn't they have a rotting lawn like why weren't they on a little John Deere out there maybe there was nowhere good to store it I think they could have found a spot on the property somewhere yeah but maybe just didn't want to there were all kinds of weird things that didn't make sense at that house (laughs) but I was just watching this thinking oh my god and also there's kind of the thing like did they have the John Deere mowers in 1971 Well, maybe not back that far, but this is 2005 and they definitely had them. But so many things were stuck in 1971. Like even like Hef had a whole TV video department. So on the third floor of the mansion, which was basically like an attic, it was set up as like the video department. And every night Hef would go through the TV guide and circle anything he was interested in watching or having videotaped for his archive. And some of his friends, even other old people would be like, Hef, why don't you get a TiVo? Because back in the 2000s, that's how you would like record everything on TV was a TiVo. And it, it just flew right over his head. He had to employ, which is great because you're giving people jobs, but he could have found other jobs for these people to do at the house if that was what he was concerned about he had to keep like a whole staff employed to be up there pressing buttons and recording stuff for him that you could have just got a TiVo right I had a TiVo in my room yeah <laughs> um but what he, I was so I called it human TiVo like yeah. the <laughs> but what I was gonna say about that is the first comment out of your mouth is he would have a TV guide like does that even exist anymore the TV guide if you yeah. guys don't know it was literally this like magazine that you'd buy every week that had all of the listings of every show on on every channel at what time mm-hmm. so funny <laughs> my grandparents had that like, yeah I never even had that <laughs> <laughs> so I'm petting Harlow with my feet in my room yes yes and it's a no makeup moment because I just didn't give a shit because these are the days before like Kardashians and like everybody decided they had to have full glam for every scene right but before that they like stop on a picture of hef it's that 70s photo oh the one in the vanity yeah Yeah. and i was just like that's interesting that they're like kind of like 
scroll past that real slow like that's kind of like the opening scene for the room yeah because they have to establish his presence because he just wasn't like actively in the show that much oh that's yeah okay i was like i i was sitting there thinking i wonder why they show that picture but yeah i think it was always the way of working him in and it's one of my suspicions as to why they refused to give me a personality in season one is i think i was supposed to be hef by proxy yeah I just want to start it out by saying that this shoot, what we actually shot versus how they show it on the show is so out of order. And I have like the calendar or like the schedule, I should say, from the shoot on my phone so that we can try and make sense of it. But we might be kind of going back and forth a little bit going, this was actually the first day. Nope, this was the second day. This was like, and like back and forth on it. And I just wanted to uh, preface it with that because I know it might be kind of hard to follow along. We're going to try and make it as easy as possible, but it is so out of order. Yeah, it's basically a collage. Because when they go into your room, the first thing you say is, we're shooting our individual photos today, and they make it seem like this is the very first thing we're going to shoot. But the truth is, this is the second day of shooting. And then it cuts, so it cuts to my bedroom, which... This is, again, now legitimately day one of the shoot. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And I don't know if this is the same scene, but when they cut to somebody's interview, because I wrote in my notes, background of the interview is bootleg. I think there's like a weird green screen or like cheapo background in somebody's interview. I didn't notice. Yeah. I wonder whose interview that was. I have to go back and look now. Like a season one Kardashians type green screen, like bad. (laughs) Okay, but we're in my room, and this is day one of the shoot, and they're trying to make me look super nervous. Now, I am super nervous. I really am. But for the record, I was, like, it showed me, like, slipping with my coffee and stuff like that, but I had just showered and put body butter all on, and then I was trying to, like, pour hot coffee and do this whole thing, and it was literally slipping out of my hands and stuff. So, yes, I am nervous, but they're trying to play off, like, something that was totally a normal thing that would have happened whether I was nervous or not yeah, that's as funny. a nervous thing and I mean I don't care I think it's funny in the scene but I just wanted to point it out that it was sort of really amped up to make me look even more nervous and then the very next scene they cut to Kendra in the pantry eating like tons of food and trying to order chicken strips and, and then she says they're fattening which is so funny to me because fattening is such like an old grandma word like I don't think <laughs> I don't think anybody used it back then like it reminds me of like diet culture in the 80s people would say stuff was fattening so I think that's so funny <laughs> um and she's like getting into the brownies and the Cheez-Its but I just want to point out that this is not happening like moments before the shoot because at this point in the day Kendra is still asleep and this doesn't even happen on that day yeah this I think Kendra with the Cheez-Its was like a random day yeah random day not even a pictorial day then they swap days again it's day two again and are you in your pigtails yeah I wanted to say the pigtails are so cute and I love how they even do this weird swoop thing in the back that like covers the part because maybe parts in the hair are like a no-no I don't know I about don't know, that, but, but it's I very cute. It, I think it was also to cover extensions and stuff. Oh, but maybe because Hef had weird things, like he didn't want to see ears. Yeah, we always had to cover the playmates' ears and the playmate shoot. And so parts may have been one of the like hair parts might have been one of those things that they yeah. didn't like. I don't know, but um, but yeah, they definitely covered everything in the back. Um, which I thought looked kind of weird. I like the pigtails, but I thought the back was weird. I thought it was very cute and cartoony. <laughs> it looks very anime. 
True, true. But this is, so as I'm walking out to the pool, my pigtails are already done. So I go from being in my room with like my hair just in a messy bun on top of my head (laughs) to walking down and having like my hair is done and these pigtails already. And they're not just ordinary pigtails. Like this is a structured hairdo professionally done. (laughs) Right, right. And I walk out to the pool bar because that's where we were doing, that's where they set up for hair and makeup. Um, And I mistake Kendra for Holly because all I see Mm -hmm. is the hair. Yeah. And she had a very Holly hairdo that day. It looked, I thought it looked amazing. It's amazing hair, but it definitely was more of your look than it was Kendra's look. And honestly, when I was rewatching the episode, because what happens is you see just the hair and like a robe and the makeup artist is blocking the face Mm -hmm. when I first walked down. And even watching it back this many years later, I did it again. I was like, oh, Holly's sitting in the chair in my head. And then I was like, oh wait, this is where I mistake her for Kendra, forgetting that I even did that. originally so like I full-on did it again that's so funny and you know what's weird about that whole thing I probably said this before but at the time I say we but I'm really talking about how I felt so weigh in if you felt this way too but I felt like we were kind of made to feel that Kendra was like so much hotter than us but ironically we look enough alike that you think she's me from like only a few feet away Right. And not only that, but people would always comment on us being clones or like when Marilyn Grabowski shows up to our shoot later, she talks about how, oh, you guys look just alike, like even your legs are the same or something like that. So it's like on one hand, we're clones. But on the other hand, I was always kind of made to feel that Kendra's so much hotter and you're just barely lucky to be there. I fucked up. I'm going to get into more of that as we go through this episode. But I absolutely felt that way. And I felt extra pressure, too, because I was the oldest, too. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm having to pose. Not only do I am I um, feeling like I'm getting too old to even pose, but now I have to do it with people who are way younger than me. It's crazy. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm getting compared to some people that are younger. And yeah, it do, sucks. And like supposedly better looking and better everything. And I was just, and, and I'll get into it as it goes, but it was really starting to mess with me. Yeah, and I look back on my scrapbooks and, you know, I'm flipping through looking at pictures and there's plenty of pictures where I think Kendra looks the best, but there's also just as many pictures where I think you look the best or where I look the best. It just kind of depends on the day and what we're wearing and stuff like that. So I feel like it was kind of like even across the board, but at the time, I feel like we were made to feel that Kendra was so much better. Yeah. And it's just like, that's fucked up. Yeah, and then I do want to just note on here that there's like buffet food sitting out on the pool bar too, because I feel like they they're making a point with all this food. Showing oh, all I this didn't food. even think about that. They do this kind of funny thing where they cut Kendra going. Today's going to be my shoot day where I look like me. I'm just going to look like me, and I know what she means. I know she means because she's going to be wearing like a football jersey and she's going to be in her room with like all her sports memorabilia. But they juxtapose that right after you mistake her for me, and she's kind of done up and more like my style. So I think they're trying to be funny, like she's done up a certain way, and it's like I'm going to look like me today. And I know that's not what she meant, but it's kind of funny how they did that. That's crazy because I didn't even make that connection when I watched it. But you're right; it does like cut straight to that because you're like oh oh I thought you were Holly and it cuts to Kendra going today I'm gonna look like me (laughs) 
That's funny. Um, okay, so then we cut to Arnie, and he's shooting in Hef's room, and and they say that Holly is up first for her single shots, which is not how it went down at all because mm-hmm. I have the schedule right here, and I did mine first, so I was the first one to go, and Holly could not have shot first because Hef sleeps in. The funny thing is when we were having that initial meeting with Stephanie and Arnie to talk about our shoot, Stephanie was like, okay, so we could shoot our individuals in your guys' rooms. And I'm like, well, I don't have a room. It's Hef's room. All of a sudden, panic-stricken looks amongst everybody who's not us because it's like nobody wants to go into Hef's room. That's scary. And I'm like, no, 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 we'll do it. Like he goes down to the office. We can just rush in there. So I kind of have this pressure where it's like I have to do my individual shots like very, very quickly because they have to get in there, set up all the lights, do it really fast and clear the fuck out of everything. And also, you'll see later on, you don't see this in this episode, they save it for a way later episode, but later that same week, we would shoot a set at the studio where they completely rebuilt Hef's room in the studio. This probably cost a ton of money to recreate Hef's room in the studio, but he couldn't let us shoot in there for a couple hours. He would spend his whole day down in Mary's office. So technically we could have done it. Yeah. But God forbid. Yeah. I know. The set was crazy and elaborate, too. And when you see the pictures, it looks just like Hef's bedroom. Yeah. I remember I took a picture on my camera and brought it home to show him and he goes, holy shit yeah because it looked so real and then i told arnie that story and when the holy shit came out of hef's mouth in the story arnie's face just went white he didn't think i meant holy shit like oh my god that looks just like it he thought i meant hef said holy shit like that's a fucking mess arnie's face just went (laughs) like all the blood flowed out of his face oh no but you say you say in commentary, this is the first time they ever shot anything from Playboy in Hef's room. I think it's true, except I know they shot like video of Sandra in the bathroom back in the 70s, but I don't think they'd ever shot. I mean, people have shot all kinds of like in the moment porno photos in that room, I'm sure. I'm sure Hef has a ton of those, but they'd never shot any official like Playboy professional photography in Hef's room before. Yeah. That I know of. But the shot I really wanted to do that I thought would be like a cute, sexy shot was like sliding down the banister naked. So we did that at the very end of my shoot and it was super cute. Like I have a Polaroid of it somewhere. Like my body looks great. It's sexy. It's fun. But then after that happened, I was told that they quote unquote lost the film. Like they conveniently had every other frame from that day, but they lost the film of me sliding down the banister. Interesting, because I know you say that in commentary. I didn't remember that happening in real life. But first of all, let me let me go back a step. I totally remember you talking about wanting to do the banister, sliding Mm -hmm. down the banister picture. And you were so excited about it. And like out of all the poses, like that's the one that you knew you were going to like try and get in. Yeah. So my photos standing on the staircase weren't that great. But the sliding down the banister one was sexy. My butt looked amazing. Like it was fun. It was all the things. But oops, they lost those frames. Yeah, that is so weird. When you said that in commentary, I was like, wait, what? And then I was wondering, did they ever find it? But apparently it's not to your knowledge. Yeah. Well, I thought you looked amazing. Thanks. And um, you say, you talk about how nervous you are. And I was nervous too, but what what made you nervous? And were you really as nervous as like it seemed? Because they have you like making a drink and stuff. You know, I don't really think I was. I think it was just one of those moments where you're kind of like, obviously you're aware the cameras are on you 
you're aware they want you to be somewhat entertaining or telling some kind of a story. So I'm like leaning into like the playmate cliches that you always hear. Like, I was so nervous posing nude. But then once you have the clothes off, you just don't want to put them back on. Like that, I feel like up to that point, that was every playmate in every interview ever would always say that. And I even referenced that being a cliche in the show. But I'm leaning into the, I'm really nervous. And I was nervous to an extent, like I wanted to look good. And I had just, for whatever reason, decided it was a good idea to eat a bean and cheese burrito for lunch that day. So I'm probably kind of bloated. But also that room, and I knew I only had a limited time to get the shot. And that room was so ungodly hot because you have no windows are open nothing the air conditioning isn't on for whatever reason and you have all these hot lights in there and all these people crowded into the tiny space because you have the whole photo crew and then the whole tv show crew and we're just dying so i ordered a drink like a probably a diet coke and vodka or whatever i was drinking but i don't think i was really that nervous i think that was more just something i was leaning into because they need some kind of story here yeah giving them some drama Mm -hmm. and then you talk about how they make you feel so comfortable and that you're so comfortable you like come walking down the stairs naked and then you go outside naked and then you jump in your car naked and you said you drove to the bunny house I don't know if you really did or not but it's funny yeah and doing that like that was another thing where I felt like that was funny and that would add to like what we were doing but by the way we also still think we're going to be blurred Right. We don't think this is ever going to end up on a DVD or like in foreign markets or anything like that. And the reason I felt comfortable doing it is when you're around like the Playboy staff, first of all, the photo staff does not give a shit. They see this every day of their lives. The staff at the mansion does not give a shit. They see this every day of their lives. They know how to act that's appropriate. They're not going to be creepy. They're not going to be leering or anything like that. They don't give a shit. The camera crew on Girls Next Door, maybe they haven't seen that every day of their lives, but they still have to act professional. Right. So it wasn't a big deal to me. I thought I was going to be blurred. I thought it was funny. I thought it was just kind of this lighthearted, funny moment. But then it like comes back to haunt me because when I complain about our nudity being exploited or like lines of consent being blurred, people are like, well, you are fully walking around naked. And I'm like, yeah, but it's the context that matters. Everybody has a different level of what they feel comfortable with nudity wise. Like there's some people who won't even change in a spa locker room, but most people will. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then if you found out somebody was taking your picture in a spa locker room and brought casting it you'd be pissed it's like there's just like even though you know people in the locker room are going to see you naked it doesn't matter but when somebody takes a picture and it's broadcast and it's not blurred you'd be pissed you know think of it that way so yeah it didn't feel weird to walk around naked because I know that like the staff is going to avert their eyes and nobody really gives a shit so yeah it does still matter to me that I was unblurred and that we and we're still not being paid at this point we're not being paid for anything right and you talk about in the scene too how Hef doesn't actually like everyone running around naked because he's old-fashioned like that. Yeah, and it's kind of weird because obviously he loved people running around naked at parties, at pool parties. And I don't know if it felt this way for all the girlfriends, but for me it was like kind of frowned upon. Like obviously I knew I could do it for the show and not get in trouble, so it wasn't that crazy. But I know there were times when it was kind of a mixed message. Like, I don't know. It was probably just something he whipped out when he felt it was convenient. It was weird. And like, you don't really, you don't really know where that stood on a given day. Yeah. Well, I felt like for the most part, he 
did like us to remain classy and not flashing and running around naked all the time. He liked, he didn't mind if that was happening mm-hmm. with other people, but he didn't really want us doing it, I felt like. True, and I kind of feel like when we were doing it for the show, it was more okay, too. Yes, I think so, too. Because, like, I mean, obviously, like, flashing became Kendra's, like, thing moving forward. Right. But I think if the cameras hadn't been there and one of his girlfriends was constantly flashing on a train and flashing parliament and flashing wherever we went, he would be like, okay, you need to fucking sit down. Yeah, (laughs) I think so too. So then it cuts, so yours is done already. Mm -hmm. Then it cuts to Kendra shooting, which again, she was the last one to shoot of the day. First of all, I don't know if this is the best place to touch on it, but can we talk about how disappointing it was that our individual photos were never used for anything? Oh, I know. I think I have that later in my notes when we finally figure out what's going to be posted and what's not. Circle back. But it was a bummer because I thought, like, I didn't think those photos were going to be the main attraction of the pictorial by any means. But I thought maybe on one page there would be three little photos that kind of, because we picked our sets and picked our not our sets I mean it's our room but we wanted it to like express our personalities like yours is very pink and girly and bubble pop and mine is very like old Hollywood and Kendra's was very sports yeah and we were proud of that because we felt like this is kind of what makes us individuals but of course that wasn't ever used actually that's funny I have that in my notes next I say all these individual uh shoots reflected our personalities our character And I also want to say in the talking head interview, when I'm talking about, you know, running around naked and stuff, I hate my hair. And Laurent, who used to do our hair, if he's listening to this, he's going to laugh so hard because he's going to remember. It wasn't his fault. I was just going through like a phase where like I was kind of like growing my hair out. Like I just cut bangs, but growing out, I was growing out my hair. I had kind of like medium length extensions. And sometimes when I would get a blow dry, my hair would end up being very like round and poofy. And I would always be like, no, Laurent, we need to redo it. I look like a 40 year old newscaster. Cause back then newscasters always had like that bubble cut. Uh huh. And, and this is like a 40 year old newscaster day. So he's gonna laugh so hard if he hears me say that. But like, I hate how I look in this interview. And I kind of like, am not thrilled with how I look in this whole pictorial just because my hair is in such an awkward stage and it never looks good. Oh, So it's kind of a bummer, but it wasn't like a big downer. Like I was still super excited to have this pictorial. And I really like our makeup. Kimberly X did our makeup. It's one of the few times I've liked my professionally done makeup because usually I always would do my makeup myself. I never got it done professionally, but I did it this time because I was like, well, I'm going to do what Playboy wants me to do. And I really like the makeup, but even like moving forward for other pictorials, I did my makeup. This was like the only time. Yeah, I look back. I felt like I liked the makeup at the time, but I look at it now and I'm like, I don't know if I love my makeup. And then even Kendra says, like, these pictures are, like, who she is, like, representing, like, her sportiness Mm -hmm. and stuff. But I feel like that was true for all of us. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, we all were just so eager to have a chance to express ourselves in any way. Yeah. But, of course, they don't get published. Which reminds me of a story. So, when I worked at the studio, obviously, I'd work with Arnie and Steve all the time. And Steve... I've talked about this before, how he kind of has this like monotone voice and he kind of has this like curmudgeon character a little bit at first glance. And he would always talk about how his favorite photos never ended up in the magazine. So anytime we were shooting, when something was going really good and we were really getting good shit, I would know it was good because he'd turn around and he'd look at me and he'd do a big sigh and he'd go, it'll never get published. <laughs> So when I say it'll never get published, that's all I can think about. But yeah, I mean, there is some good shit that got lost over the years. 
Well, and this was sort of our chance to differentiate ourselves. Like we were always just such a group and like just mm-hmm. the three like replaceable girlfriends yeah. and stuff. And this was a chance to like really show that we had separate personalities and different interests and that we weren't just all the same. Yeah. And then it cuts to showing Kendra's in doing her photo shoot and it shows Anastasia and I napping in bed. And I just want to clarify this because it makes it look like I'm like napping in bed before and I haven't even done my shoot yet. But I was long done with my shoot. I was the first one. I had yeah. probably done my <laughs> shoot by 10 in the morning because usually two hours for hair and makeup. I had probably shot at 10 in the morning. We probably broke for lunch. Then we probably shot Holly's scene another two hours later. This is probably like four o'clock in the afternoon now I was by far done and the reason I was resting in bed is because I'm pretty sure we had another shoot we had to do later that night in front of the mansion yeah so I'm just like kind of resting because I know I have to go back into hair and makeup once everybody's done and they break for dinner then we go hair and makeup again and do a whole other shoot outside of the mansion that night and in the editing though they're saving you for last because they're building the stakes which we'll get into but they're very much using the fact that this goal is so important to you so they want to make it look like you're nervous all day and just like nervous and dying (laughs) right and I tell Anastasia it looks like I that I peeked in and you know Kendra's photos are looking really cute but you were talking about how hot it was in your room when you were shooting and it was super hot in my room too but her room I think it was because it was like late in the day Mm -hmm. it was boiling in there I don't even know why they left the scene in, but I was like, oh my God, it's so hot in here. Uh, but they Probably because they're looking for anything that makes you look quote unquote nervous. Oh. Like anything, yeah. Maybe so, because I was like, I don't know why they left it in there, but I want to just uh, say why I said that. Like all the rooms were, bo- were hot, but I really felt like hers was like boiling. Yeah, and one thing I want to say before we leave Kendra's room is I think she looks really pretty in this shot. And oh. you can see this kind of like, golden glow around her face when they're shooting her in the chair and I want to say that's a thing called a tri-light it was this huge old light that they would use for playmate shoots and it would just give the girl like this golden magical glow in her face I love a tri-light I wish a tri-light could somehow magically follow me around all day and I've talked about this on YouTube before and I got all these comments people going like what's a tri-light and where can I buy it no 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 this is not like a little thing you clip to your phone this was like a huge giant light and it was old back then so they had to constantly be repairing the tri-lights they had then and later on when we shoot our first cover one of the assistants got like shot like an electrical shock from the tri-light I remember that it's like you don't want to mess with the (laughs) (laughs) tri-light the corgi balloon the corgi balloon is still alive and kicking in Kendra's room what from her birthday yeah it's like in the background I had to make a note of that we love the corgi balloon (laughs) I didn't even notice it. That's funny. But what I did want to say is, when I talk about how hot it is in her room, Kendra says, sweating means you're losing weight. And I just feel like, oh my God. Like at the time, I thought nothing of this, you guys. I know it's just like another neither here nor there comment. But watching back on it, I'm like, 
Jesus, we're posing for Playboy and and still what's on our mind. And even Kendra, who's the youngest and who is like so happy with her body at the time, is still worrying about like losing weight and like, you know, like consciously thinking, well, if I'm sweating, I'm losing weight. Yeah, it's just like the diet culture back then was constant. Yeah. And then, and I feel like this has to be discussed, but she starts talking about how Playboy will lead to a lot of good things for her, which I think we all agreed on that it's like a stepping stone in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways. A lot of ways it's not too, but in a lot of ways it is um, a stepping stone for things. And that's kind of what I thought she meant. But then she continues to say, a lot of football players will hang me in their locker. Yeah, that's so funny. And I'm like, wait, that was your achievement? Yeah. Was it? Like, and then. Well, I mean, she did meet and marry a football player, so I mean, maybe that was her goal. Then she, she like, starts talking about, like, um, showing all these photos of her with football players and all her action figures and jerseys, and specifically Terrell Owens, like, T.O. stuff, because she was, like, so into T.O. at the time. Yeah. And then, but then in uh, the commentary, which is like later, you guys. So she like is trash talking T.O. and how she got rid of all of that shit and she doesn't like him anymore. So I have no idea what happened there. I don't follow football, so I don't know. I don't either, but <laughs> something happened because she was like very, she was like so pro and then so anti. Yeah. Did you also notice in that scene, I felt almost protective of her because the cameras were so far up her ass crack. Oh. And just kind of like on behalf of all of us, I'm kind of like, Get the camera out of her fucking asshole. Ew. It was just like, just the cameras were so pervy. And it's not just that shot, but it's like the shot from Fight Night when the cameras are like on the back end crotch of the Playboy bunnies who barely have like a strip covering their crack. You know what I mean? It's just like, ew. Like, can we stop it with the really pervy shots? Like, I understand sex appeal is part of the show, but we don't even know we're ever going to be unblurred on anything and you are up an ass crack. Right. No, I agree. Surprised the camera didn't have turd swipes on it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) They're just trying to stick it up there. But what the reason I'm pointing all this out is because I feel like she was never afraid to like openly talk about her interest in athletes and and wanting to pursue that. And somehow that was okay. But I felt like I could have never like I joked around about having a crush about George Clooney and even Hef was sort of "Eh," about that. But like I feel like only because Jeff, Jeff, only because (laughs) Hef was sure I was joking. I felt like. Yeah, for sure. But I just felt like it was not okay to openly talk about wanting to date or being interested in other guys unless you were Kendra. Yeah, I mean, they make it very clear throughout this show that Hef is not Kendra's type. And even, like, Hef doesn't seem to care. Like, he has final cut on the show, and it's just like, okay. And she says that Hef made her feel really comfortable. But I don't know how he made her feel comfortable. He's not in on this set. It's like he comes in and just like looks at the Polaroids yeah. for a minute. But he's not like lurking, watching and going, oh, good job. Good job. Oh, yeah, that looks great. He's not doing that on any of our of our pictorials. You know what my theory is on that? I think that was something she was prompted to say. Like probably when she was in interviews, they were probably like, so did he- how did Hef make you feel? How did Hef make you feel when he walked in? Did Hef make you feel confident? Because I can tell sometimes watching back, I can remember being prompted to say certain things. Oh. I think there's probably some stuff later in this episode. Yes. And sometimes I can tell when you're prompted to say things. Mm-hmm. And that to me reeks of a prompt. It definitely could be. <laughs> it definitely could be. But that's why I thought it was 
it was worth talking about, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, for sure. But then Hef does come in, he's looking at the Polaroids, and he says, I never realized how beautiful my girls were. And I'm thinking, really? Really? (laughs) This was the first time you thought that we were pretty? I know, right? And I don't know, I just thought it was so disappointing rewatching that. Like, I I think at the time I thought... We're seen, and I thought I was all excited about it. But rewatching it now, I'm thinking, really, like we had been there at this point for four years, or yeah. three and a half years, or whatever, it, three years, whatever it was, and and we just now think we're pretty. Yeah, it's weird. And at this time, too, in the commentary, I say, you know, I want us to each have our own centerfolds. I was still actively pushing for us each to have our own centerfolds. I always thought that would be a good idea. Even after our first pictorial came out, I thought it would be great if we each had like sequential months as a centerfold. You could be Miss October that you always wanted to be. Kendra could be November because I always think of November as like a football month because it's like football season. Everybody watches football on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then I could be December because that's my birthday month and I love Christmas. And I thought... And your name is Holly. (laughs) Yeah. And I thought the fans would have loved that. I thought those issues would have sold through the roof. But Hef never thought it was a good idea. And I don't think it's that he didn't think it was a good idea. I think he just didn't give us what... He didn't want to give us what we wanted like it was one thing to put us in the magazine and make sure we were all three always in the same photo so we only felt like one third of a person but because he knew that we had all come there wanting to be centerfolds in some capacity he didn't want to give us that prize but I feel like fans would have loved to collect our individual centerfold issues I still think your idea is an amazing idea. Like, I (laughs) totally think it makes perfect sense. And I feel like it's the way it should have been. Exactly. We were in the magazine four times. Like, I feel like one of them should have been that way. The centerfold issues. And then fans would have brought all three issues rather than, like, just the one. Yeah. And then cut to, we're finally shooting in my room, which, as we've said before, they try and make it look like that's the last shoot of the day to really build the stakes, but in reality, it was the very first shoot, so. um, Are you holding the Marilyn Monroe poodle? Yes. Okay, the Marilyn Monroe poodle. We were gifted these little poodles that if you hit a button on it, it would sing, I want to be loved by you in Marilyn Monroe's voice. But the way this doll moved and sang along and the way like its mouth would move with each word was so well done. Like I really loved that toy. Like I saved it and like, I think like Rainbow had it at one point or something because it was so cute. And it it reminds me that recently they came out with a Marilyn Monroe vibrator and I don't think that's appropriate. Ew, no. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. I have vibrators. We all have vibrators. If you want to hawk a vibrator, if you want your own vibrator, if you want your picture on a vibrator box, <laughs> go fucking get it. But I just feel like Marilyn Monroe, who she was, and she was a very sex positive person and comfortable being a sex symbol to an extent, but she worked so hard for the last seven years of her life to be taken seriously as an actress and to be seen as more than a sex symbol. And for whoever's managing her estate to slap her face on a vibrator, I think is foul and disrespectful. That's just my opinion. Yeah, well, that's a decision that somebody should make while they're alive and because they want to promote that and not have that post-mortem. Yeah, cash grab. Yeah, but now I'm second guessing whether it was that or not. Because was that uh, Marilyn Monroe plushie? Was it by um, the Beanie Baby people, like Ty? I don't know. Because I think this was a Ty plushie. Oh, okay, might have been different. Um, 
so they're doing they started out by doing another on the fly interview with me about why I'm so nervous and I talk about being nervous about my own body and like I'm worried about how it's going to photograph because again I'm being compared to other people all the time and I feel like I don't I don't compare like I don't match up to Kendra's athletic build like Mm -hmm. I'm different I am all natural I'm curvy I'm a little bit older like I'm I'm not I feel like it was just so hard to be standing next to both of you but she's like the opposite extreme like and I feel like then you're somewhere in the middle and then there's me is what I felt like yeah and the crazy thing is I think all of us have have or had or whatever however you want to say it amazing bodies and my personal taste is like I prefer a little bit more of a curve and a little bit more of a natural look like that's just my personal taste but again for some reason we were always made to feel like Kendra not only had the best body but was the only one with a good body and I've said this before on my YouTube and somebody commented they're like you're shading Kendra I am not at all I think her body looks amazing I'm I'm saying we all three had amazing bodies but for some reason and it wasn't her making us feel this way it was just like Hef and everybody else made us feel like we didn't have good bodies because god forbid we had like two extra pounds on our frame yeah but you know we had butts and we had hips right and the other flip side of that is i don't have kendra's abs but i like my butt and i like my hips (laughs) yeah but it's really hard to have um hips and butt and and like real boobs and stuff and not have it's hard to have like a flat stomach like you just have a little bit more Mm -hmm. all around yeah so that's just that's how it is when I mean it's just how it is yeah (laughs) so I just felt like the pressure was definitely on and and these on the fly interviews that they keep pushing me to do that I'm noticing more and more now like I don't see it so much with everybody else but they're really like catching me at vulnerable times and like trying to force me to talk about like why I don't match up to everybody else. Yeah, because they know you've wanted to be in the magazine the longest and it means the most in some ways. And they're really trying to push buttons like they did in episode two. Right. And again, I write in my notes here, like I felt like this was my one and only chance to do this and I need to make it good. And I really had so much fun shooting. Mm -hmm. Like it was so fun. And when it was over, I was just like, I didn't want it to stop. Like I really wanted to just keep going. Like what about this pose? What about that pose? And I know that um, my sister was so excited and having so much fun. And we were looking, you can see it in the scene, like her excitement too, but we're like looking through the Polaroids. And it was nice to like share that moment with her mm-hmm. too and have like somebody there to like yeah. really like be excited for you. And 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 I, I know I talk about in the scenes, like I was so excited about it that I'm like already in my head going, I want to make these into a puzzle. I want to make them into posters. I think you need to like, clarify puzzle because do people make pictures into puzzles anymore? Oh, well, I still get them for Christmas. People will take oh, pictures <laughs> and turn them into puzzles. But if you don't know, yeah, you can take like a picture and send it to a company that will turn it into a puzzle. I will say they turn out shitty. Oh, no. Well, I love the Playboy puzzles yeah. that they used to make. I used to buy these puzzles off of eBay that they made in the 70s. And they would come in a little can, like a little cylinder can. And you put the puzzle together and it would be a centerfold. And I like framed them and they were like hanging all over the house. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I had in my head that uh-huh, I wanted to yeah. Of my pictures um but yeah so it was just like an absolute dream come true for me and even as I'm like watching this 
back, like I feel all those feelings. Like I feel the nerves and I feel the excitement and I feel how fun it is to be shooting and how like amazing that experience was. And like, I'm so, so excited. And then um, I I talk about uh, like how it was everything that I dreamed it would be. And like, I start to get emotional and I'm like, I can't cry because I'm always crying mm-hmm. in all the scenes. And then I call my mom. And then um, they really chopped that phone call because it was actually a really long phone uh-huh. call. But uh, she's like kind of making fun because I did like girly, cutesy photos. And she's oh, like, yeah. oh, you're supposed to be hot and sexy, not like girly and cutesy. And then she says, I got to go. I'm just clarifying this for my mom. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the listeners don't even care or thought anything of it. But I'm going to clarify it for my mom because I know it bothered her. <laughs> she says, I got to go. My ear's getting hot. Well, it's because we've been talking on the phone for like an hour. It's not like she's trying to brush you off after two minutes yeah but I feel like they like it's like they kind of make it look like she doesn't want to hear anymore yeah. about it like okay okay you, well you didn't do a very good job but like you were <laughs> hot and sexy you were girly so I gotta go <laughs> but that was not the case at all like she was very very excited for me then we cut to a whole other scene yeah which this scene you guys is totally out of context again yes because this scene was at the end of the first day but before we did our individual shoots yeah. So Hef and I are on the bed. I'm looking like a drowned rat because I just got done doing the shower scene with Kendra that we'll see later in the episode. You can see my real estate textbooks on the bed, even though nobody's ever heard from the show that I'm in real estate school. Liar. I know. <laughs> and then Hef is making comments about how Kendra's making a sexy face, but she really looks stupid. And it's just another time of him where like he knows the cameras are on him, but it's like okay to like make these comments. Like we're all so nervous we're also nervous about measuring up we want to do a great job on this pictorial she's like, eh, she looks stupid well and also he's looking at the polaroids and just so you guys know the reason the polaroids are shot is not because we're posed perfectly they're shot more to test for the lighting yeah so it's not like what we were really getting yeah so we wanted to pose for them because we get to keep them at the end but they're not like that these are not like final pictures. Like we know these aren't anything that's going to be in the magazine. So even if you're just like looking away or picking your butt or something or picking your nose, like it doesn't matter. It's just testing the lighting and where you're at in the mm-hmm. photo. So to be judged on those is kind of uh, scary. <laughs> but yeah. he also says it's always a good idea to smile. And you say, well, sometimes they tell you not to. And he says, oh, what do they know? And I wanted to bring this up because... Uh-huh. It's not in this episode, but it's going to be in the next one. I am terrible at not smiling. Terrible. Oh, that's funny. When I try and make like just a sexy face or I think I'm not making a face or I'm just trying to like be like that slightly open mouth, like Uh but not uh, smiling, it's awful. And we'll talk about that in the when we're shooting the the cover. Okay. (laughs) But it's so ugly. And so I want to point it out. I thought you were going to say not it's ugly, but like you can't help but laugh or smile. (laughs) Well, because that's my natural thing. Like I am a smiler. And I think that I have like, I know people say resting bitch face. I think I definitely have that. But I also have like a, a, if I try to be a sexy face, it's really ugly. It's really ugly. I don't think so. (laughs) Which reminds me, this is a tangent. Sorry, Uh guys. Oh, this used to piss me off so bad. So I'm always very smiley going uh-huh. down to the buffet dinner and stuff. But we do buffet dinner, you guys, three nights a week while we're yeah. at the mansion. And sometimes, like, maybe I wasn't smiling 24-7 mm-hmm. all the time. And I remember Keith used to be like, Bridget, from across the table, smile. What's the matter? Smile. Oh, no. And I would get so 
pissed, I would throw my like napkin with silverware in it onto the table and get up and walk out like I was just like, Ugh. oh my God. I can see that because Keith probably was like blissfully unaware with just all the pressures we had to deal with day to day. And Buffet kind of, I mean, we're quote unquote on because Hef's down there, but Buffet kind of felt like the more relaxed a little bit. Like you could come down looking slightly frumpy. You know what I mean? And to have somebody be like, you need to be more on than you are. Just it kind of, it feels like, like it sounds like a weird thing to be upset about, but it kind of feels like the straw that breaks the camel's back. Well, it's really offensive to me because people... If you're not smiling 24-7, people automatically assume something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's what he tried to explain to me later, that he's he just thought something was wrong. Like, why was I not smiling and stuff? But it is so hard to 24-7 be doing that. Yeah, I think a lot of people are annoyed by that because it's kind of a common man thing to come up to women and be like, you should smile. And people are like, what the fuck? Oh, it's happened to me just in the wild on the streets before too. And I remember not that long ago, one time I was like, I pulled into like a... A parking lot and I was going to try and go through like a drive through of some sort and somebody there was a guy like a security guard or something like working that parking lot and told me oh you have to um, go over this way or something and I was like oh okay and he's like smile and I'm thinking ew fuck you ew ew is right like there was no like there was no animosity in the conversation like it wasn't like I was pissed that he was making me Mm -hmm. like he was just telling me which way I needed to go so this was like a neither here nor there situation and then to be like smile well it's a weird double standard because it's always men saying it to women it's never opposite yeah, can you imagine I walk up to some curmudgeon old mm. person and like old guy and I'm like, smile. Oh my God. Well, I mean, he'd probably be really excited to have a pretty girl talking to him. <laughs> so it backfire on me. And then in commentary, we talk about how much we enjoyed shooting and how happy we are with the way it turned out and that you think Hef is really happy too. And I feel like he was happy with the way the pictures were looking, mm-hmm. but I feel like the show cut it to, with all the criticism purposely to make it look like there's some stakes. Yeah, they're they not going to get, get it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, also in commentary, you say that you think Hef had a lot of fun with the pictorial. And I totally thought so too. Like, I felt like he was almost a little giddy about it and that it was being filmed or uh, photographed in the house and that he got to peek in on everything and be a little more hands-on and stuff. I feel like he was really excited about it. I feel like he was kind of living vicariously a little bit. Totally. Like gets to be in the mix. So then the next scene, it's a totally different day. So I have that we are um, getting our hair done with Laurent mm-hmm. in the bathhouse area where like the loungy, I don't know what you the call 70s that. The 70s area, yeah. yeah. So we're getting our hair done right there and his assistant Andrea is helping out and stuff and I'm talking about like the challenges of shooting three people in one scene and not wanting to be the one to like mess up. They have yeah. me like doing another on the fly interview. Again, like no self-confidence. Pressures like, on Bridget. Mm-hmm. I was probably not nervous because they weren't putting that pressure on me. Like I wasn't being taken aside for OTFs that I remember. And like I would say, yeah, I was nervous later because I'm trying to like give them something. Yeah. No, but they were doing it to me like all the time. Oh, God. And so I'm talking about the challenges of shooting three people in one scene. I'm talking about not wanting to be the one that messes up the shot. And then while we're sitting in this weird little loungy area getting our hair blown out and stuff, I feel like here comes the big setup. 
because I call the butlers because when you're sitting in hair and especially when it's going from wet and it was starting out from wet, Mm -hmm. the blow dry and the set and all that kind of stuff is going to take a really long time. So I might as well be studying for my final while I'm sitting there because it's not like it's makeup where I have to like be involved in being done. So I can just sit there and read my homework. So I call, they have me, they film me calling the butlers asking them to bring down my Bridget bag because I had a bag that said Bridget on it it was engraved on there or embroidered on there uh, with all my homework down to the bathhouse so I can study while I'm getting my hair done and then they cut to a scene where I'm telling Arnie that I have a final at 7 p.m. but this should not be a problem and let me just tell you why again I have the schedule on my phone right here and it says that we are to be wrapped by 5 p.m. My final was at 7 p.m. just at UCLA, which is not far from the mansion. Between getting there and parking and getting to class, I need like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I needed like 30 minutes to like change my clothes and get ready, like tops. So I say I need to be wrapped by 6.15. Nobody thinks that's a problem at this point. Yeah. Um, because even if we are running late, we still have an hour and 15 minutes to go over before it's even affecting me. But you know whatever producer was sitting there in that room was like, aha, this is going to be it. This is going to be the conflict. I think so, too. So, and then we get to the scene where Kendra's sunning. Yeah, and I feel like that scene was not even from, like, the week we were doing the pictorial. I don't think so either, but I'm not positive. I'm not positive, but I just, I mean, you wouldn't be laying out in the hot sun when, like, after you got your hair and makeup done. Yeah, the only thing I could think of, because I was thinking, well, that's a really weird thing to be doing when we're trying to shoot a pictorial. Like, you don't want to get all hot and sweaty and and gross. And she didn't have downtime because she was sleeping until 12. She was the last one. I think it was a random scene she shot on a random day, and it was probably the same day she went in and asked for the Cheez-Its and the chicken fingers because I think she might have the same sunglasses and, like, similar hairstyle. I think it was just a scene from a random day, and they plugged it in because, like, this is the day the girls are all naked around the house. And I like the way they shot it because they shot her from behind, like, a Playboy water bottle yeah so the way the water bottle is in perspective it's like that last scene in austin powers where like something in the foreground is covering nudity and i thought it would have been really cute if they would have done the whole show like that but no yeah (laughs) and then the poor pool guy because i have to point this out because he gets such a bad rap in this scene because he's struggling with the umbrella and they're making it look like he's struggling because he's like peeking at kendra laying naked but the mansion staff was so much more professional than that and that would have just never have happened and i don't even think that footage was like from that day i think it was just random cut in footage it was for sure And then Mary comes down and we're switched again. We're not like in the bathhouse doing makeup. We're back at the pool bar, back to the very first day again. Oh, man. When really we're like on the third day now. (laughs) And um, Mary comes down and I'm talking to Mary about how nervous I am. And again, I'm nervous because this is the very, we haven't even shot anything yet. It's the very first day. Tell her to fill my hands because they're all sweaty and clammy and stuff. (laughs) So that was all out of order. So the next thing is Bikini Gate, and I totally want to. Bikini Gate. Yeah, <laughs> I totally want to walk through this whole scene just because I feel like the shows shows it one way, and I feel like they're trying to portray me as somebody who is like a spoiled girl. Or, I think so too. I think they really want a moment of these spoiled Beverly Hills bitches who order the staff around on ridiculous errands that they're too stupid to figure out on their own. <laughs> yeah, because so um, I tell Brian that I need this certain bikini for the shoot. 
and that it was thrown in the laundry, which it was. It was thrown in the laundry like on a Saturday. They don't do laundry on Sunday. On Monday morning, early, because I'm the first one shooting, I'm at hair and makeup at 8 Mm a.m., so I'm out of my room before they bring laundry back. So as far as I know, the bikini is still in the laundry. Well, unbeknownst to me, they brought it back while I was down in hair and makeup and put it in my room, but I didn't know that. But if you look at the scene where Brian finally finds it, and I'm going to go through this step by step too, but I just want to like clarify the whole picture, then you can see it happening. I have a whole rack set out in my room, a clothing rack, where I have every single thing I'm going to wear for the shoot in order, Mm -hmm. like perfectly hanging and ready to go. So like I know for a fact that the bikini wasn't there because I have it all lined up and ready to go. Mm -hmm. And that's where it is. And it's like, there's no way I just missed it. You know what I mean? Like, Like I know where all my stuff is so this was not supposed to be like this but then I thought it was cute they do this flashback um oh wait first I wanted to say why did I need the bikini anyway we never once used it exactly unless it was like an option for the hula hoop scene maybe yeah I don't know I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, who even knows what day we're on right now? <laughs> I'm so I, confused. Right? So, but I liked the flashback they do. I tell Brian that, and they flash back to him, like, from Jazz Festival, going, anything the girls want, the girls get. And they do it in a way where it's like a bubble. They do, like, a thought bubble yeah. and insert the video. And I just loved when we got those cartoony moments, and I wish there were even more in the show. Me too. So then... Brian's frantic. He goes running down to the basement to laundry where Monica is down there doing um, the I laundry. Love Monica. She was always so happy. She was just so sweet happy. and happy. And I love it. was like one of the moments where I'm watching the show back and I'm like, Monica. Yeah. It's just so nice to see old faces again. I know. And this is where you guys get a chance to see some of the mansion basement. Yeah, because they're down in the basement with the laundry and Brian's frantically looking for it. She's calling, looking for it. No one's seen it. And they make it so intense. And Brian's like, literally sweating and he's probably also sweating because it's really hot out and they have him running around Mm -hmm. but they can't find the swimsuit anywhere then they cut back to the pool scene and Hef comes walking out and Kendra throws off her towel and goes running towards him naked which I thought was kind of weird because yeah I think it's just one of those things where kind of along the lines of where I'm like walking around naked it's just like let's play this up yeah the cameras yeah I think so too and then cut back they cut back to Brian he still can't find it there's sheer stress and really dramatic music going Mm -hmm. on then cuts back to Hef and Kendra again but Kendra is talking about the shot that we just did but according to the show we've never even shot that scene yet oh damn I know (laughs) then it cuts back to Brian again and this time he's going into my room and I love that Gizmo is just like cruising around like somebody at the door and then the red bikini is just there on the rack and I explained already how that that happened, but like I'm super organized and I know where all of my stuff is at all times. And so I just wanted to clarify how this all went down. Yeah. And another thing to clarify too is when they have the scene where Kendra's out sunning, they cut my voice in or me saying, I think you should get started on hair. Oh, yeah. But I wasn't telling Kendra to get started on hair. Like, I know they want me to make to look like a bossy ass bitch, but I wasn't even there when she was outside sunning. Like, that was shot on a totally different day. And saying, I think you should get started on hair is probably when I'm showing up at the beginning of the day and somebody asking, Do you want to start with hair and makeup? 
Yeah, hair or makeup. Yeah, yeah and you're exactly. like, I think we should start with hair. Yeah, I think so too. Because it did, it did seem like you're throwing it off off camera too. Mm-hmm. That line, so yeah. it just seemed very fishy that it was in there like that. But back to the bikini thing, I did just want to say that I did think it was funny for the show and like yeah, the it's suspense a cute scene. and yeah. it's a cute scene. But I just wanted to clarify if anyone felt that I looked like high maintenance yeah. or spoiled or bratty for that scene. I wanted to clarify how it really went down. And then you cut back to the pool bar again. And I'm standing there hanging out with Audra and Anastasia because also, you guys, this scene was shot before Bag Gate. Yeah. <laughs> the Bag Scandal. Present Gate. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, Audra is, of course, still there and everything's good. And then in the commentary, we talk about Hef is getting mad because he thinks it's taking too long to do hair and makeup. But it's because he doesn't go to the studio ever, so he has no idea how long hair and makeup really takes. Yeah, he only ever saw the finished product. He wasn't... And I think it's an issue coming up in our second pictorial, too. I think he throws some kind of a fit, like, oh, you're still in hair and makeup or something. I don't know. It's crazy how sometimes uh, guys and even people you would think would know how long this takes just don't get how long it takes. Exactly. And Playboy worked so hard. Like, obviously, there was retouching used in the photos, but Playboy really strove to do the perfect photo. When I was working there, we always tried so hard to just get the perfect shot that you wouldn't have to retouch. Like, it was like a point of pride with us. Like, even though everybody talked about, oh, oh, Playmates and their airbrushed bodies. Like, it was barely photoshopped compared to, like, today's standards. Like, there would be, like, some skin smoothing in some pictures. Like, I feel like they did that to us a lot in this pictorial. But, like, Playboy tried so hard. Like, they were meticulous. So, like, the hair and makeup, like, they wanted everything perfect. Like, we were told to wear robes and not, like, clothes down to get hair and makeup done. Because you couldn't have, like, elastic lines on your body or any kind of imprint. So here we are setting the stakes up again. I decide I'm going to go upstairs and email my professor, see if I really have to come to class that night or not. I mean, I kind of know I do because it's a final. It's not just a class that I'm missing. I'm missing. It's the final for the class. So I must be starting to get the hint that things might be running behind for me to feel Mm -hmm. like I should go and do that. Um, Obviously, I don't know yet that I'm going to miss, but I'm just trying to like be proactive in it. So we are going to leave you with that moment of suspense. What happens? Yeah, does Bridget make it to her final? What happens? And we will see you guys next week with the rest of this episode. Bye, guys.